0: This is tough. Yeah. So at three fifteen AM one morning, I just got done DJing. I'm a DJ like DJ Alex. And it was an early Saturday morning and I got the phone call. I was angry when I answered the phone because you know it's bedtime. And um, when I answered it, I was really mean on the phone. Who is this? And they said, uh, Miss, is this uh, Mark Laser?" I said, yes, it is. And she said, this is nurse so-and-so from Akron's Children's Hospital. I, and then right away I said, which one of my kids got hurt? I have three beautiful children. And then she said these words to me that still haunts me today. Unfortunately, Mr. Laser, we have some bad news for you. That hit me like a ton of bricks, because now I know I have to let go of one of my kids. And how I explain to other communities that I've talked to in the past is imagine yourself... So you know what I felt that very second. Imagine yourself hanging over alleged when your feet are tangled up in vines you can't get free but in both hands you have a child and you have to save one of them so you can survive and go on and i've had parents tell me i would go with my kids i wouldn't want to save one of them i would want to die but you, that's not your choice your choice is now you have to let go to one of your kids that's the choice I had it wasn't really a choice God made a choice for me already and then when I asked him which one and she said it was your daughter Sadie Elizabeth Lazier she was 19 years old she had two jobs she was a model she had her own car and was going to start take start state college and I just remember hitting the floor my wife grabbed the phone to continue to talk to find out the details and I cried from 3.20 a.m. to about 9 o'clock that morning. And I was saying, I'm sorry, Sadie. I'm sorry because I felt as a parent that I let her down. And then I went to God and I said, God, what do you want me to do? Please help me. And I got no answer. I fell asleep. I don't know if I passed out. I cried so much, it was no more tears. I was crying, but no tears were coming out. I, my head was throbbing. And by 3 o'clock that afternoon, I just, I think I finally passed out and went to bed. I remember waking up at 10 minutes till 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. I got up, I flew up out of bed, and I told my wife I needed to go to church. And she says, What? Yeah, I need I need to go to church. God wants me. It's weird because I never felt this way before. God wanted me to go to church to tell Sadie's story. So I got dressed. I got to church at five minutes after nine. They were just starting, and I went running in there. I said, I need to talk to the pastor. And he came out, and he had heard the news of my, my daughter. And I said, Pastor, I need to talk to the church let them know what happened to Sadie. God wants me to talk. And I've never seen... Pastors, to me, they... They're up here on this higher table for me because they're supposed to be strong. And I've never seen this pastor shed a tear at funerals because you have to be strong. And his eyes welled up with tears, and i seen the tear come off. And he goes, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, you're not going to believe this, Mark. Today is youth service day, and the church is completely full of parents, grandparents, children, that's, that church conceded about 300 people, and there was people standing in the back. So the youth put on their service, and at the end of that service, he let me speak. I didn't know what I was going to say. I, God was putting me up there. I, I was, wasn't scared, I, I, and I was confident that I knew what I was going to say. And I let people know what happened to my daughter. After that, God has put me like DJ Alex. My DJ services has converted over to do more stuff for the church, more stuff for God. I spread the word of God at almost every single event that I do. Sometimes I get ridiculed about talking about Jesus, but I don't care. I still do it. Because it 's in my heart, what I want to do, and since then i 've helped several i 've talked to several communities about Sadie 's story, about the drug addiction, about it 's in our churches, it 's in our schools, it 's everywhere we, we look we 're not safe from this, and that testimonial that the boy said last week about his brother Taylor hit me and We need to know that there's people out there today that's suffering it could be someone in this room that's suffering of an addiction or know someone that's suffering and so what i did i just went to god and god has done amazing things for the last eight years in my life with my daughter spreading the word that my daughter did not die in vain she she was something that god like uh, nancy said last week Our life is this yardstick, and it starts, and it ends, and there's a ball. And God already knew what I was going to do, and just like today, I had no intentions coming up here and speaking in front of people today. DJ Alex, I met him a few weeks ago at an event that we were doing, and he invited me to church, and this is what God wants me to do, and I want to be a godly man and spread the word of Jesus in my daughter, So, thank you for uh, letting me share that with you guys. Thank you, Mark. Oh, I shared that message last week, but it's hard when we live out the pain of this world sometimes, and then having to connect with that God has a greater purpose and He can still bring His purpose out of pain and. Things that just we just don't think should ever happen in life, but we just have to put our trust in God. And Fount, would you like to come share your word with us that you've gotten from God? Yes, yes. yes. thank you. Yes. Oh, and I'll remember the offering at the end, okay. You guys don't forget.
1: There's an image that came to me early this morning, and I haven't said anything about it. It didn't seem appropriate, but I think it is very appropriate now. Uh, The wave comes in from the sea and strikes the shore and the form that it takes is determined by the shape of the shore a very smooth like here in Myrtle Beach the waves just come in and they go back and they come in and, and you know ebb and flow we all know that but there are places where the sea comes up against craggy rocks and cliffs and if you get between uh, two big things the the water comes in and splashes and in this area there's turmoil and I sensed that happening this morning early and I didn't know you know what is this it didn't seem appropriate but there's a lot of turmoil not only what's your name again not only in Mark, but in all of us. There's turmoil, especially in these last couple of years, more so. I mean, it has affected more people than normal. But all of that water goes back to the sea. In other words, this is a temporary thing. There's a passage in the scripture, I don't remember where it is, this too shall pass. Okay, well, I don't know if that has anything to do with what I have to share, but there it is. I want to start with Psalm 91. I have wrestled over what to say this morning as much or more than I think I ever have Before, I mean, I've gone back and forth. This would be good. This would be good. That would be really good, but none of it is this. And this morning, actually, I just really felt this is where we need to go. So Psalm 91, and I'm going to spend several minutes just going through this psalm because there's something that we miss in reading this psalm because, well, let's just read it. Piece by piece. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, here's a promise He will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, that promise is not to everyone, that promise is to those who dwell in the shelter. Of the Almighty, and the word for dwell there is you come in and you make your home actually, uh, in the in the southwest, uh, we used to talk about settlers. They come in and they settle, and they take over this land, and the land becomes theirs. and that is the Hebrew word that is used here: those who have settled in the shelter there's a promise and i will and then i will say to the lord and this is the person who has settled in the shelter of the most high i will say to the lord my refuge my fortress my god in whom i trust and we need to say that if we are expecting the promise that comes to those who dwell in the shelter, we need to say, my God, my fortress, my refuge, I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with pinions under his wings and and so forth. And we're more or less familiar with that. And I have noticed, and I'm sure we've all noticed, there are people who claim those verses Who have not settled and they wonder, why isn't it working for me? And the challenge today, guys, is settle in. Stop going in and out and in and out. Settle in. What's your name? Why do I have to ask you every time I come? Don't answer that question. (laughs) Okay, Corey, I'm I'm going to use you in a minute. It's the reason I wanted your name, and you're going to feel used. (laughs) Okay, now let's go. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Now, Linda and I have been through it. For two years, most of you know our story. I'm not going to go through it. uh tree fell on our house and and several other things how uh, the roof destroyed it took five months. It was so serious it took five months to repair it. We got back in the house, auto accident in the hospital and in uh therapy for several weeks and finally get home and in wheelchairs and then walkers and and uh today. I'm walking without a limp. And the the therapist actually thought we would end up in uh, a nursing home somewhere unable to do anything for ourselves. But God, and here's my point. It came, but it did not get near us. Oh, we were affected by it. But we were so far above it that we are not affected by it. Does that make some sense? It did not come to us because Linda and I settled in. OK. Now, verse nine, "Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place." And here's some more promises. The Most High my refuge. No evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your tent. It, it's the same thing. It may feel like it's near, but if you're dwelling in the shadow of the Most High, it will pass over. This too will pass. Okay. And we could go on. There's another because in verse 14. Uh, and so forth. Now, I want to go quickly to Isaiah chapter 40 and I'm going to introduce the title of what I'm saying today. Verse 29, now these are verses we're all familiar with. He gives power to the faint and sometimes when you're going through stuff, And it is not coming near you, but it's there. Now, you just have to play with that. You get faint. Okay, he gives power to the faint, to him who has no might. I can't handle this. To him who has no ability to handle it, he increases strength. Even youth will faint and be weary. Young men will fall exalted. Exalted. Uh, exhausted. And there are those who do not dwell in the shadow of the, uh, my, who have not settled in, who will fall and faint. But we will feel faint, but He gives power. Now, they who wait, and this morning's message is about waiting on the Lord. They that wait, a promise shall renew their strength. The strength may ebb and you may feel like it's all gone and will never return, but they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. And we, many of you could quote this. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To whom is the promise? Those who wait. Okay. Now hold that. And we're going to Psalm 30. Let's see. Where am I? Matthew, Mark, Luke. No, it's Psalms. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 37 verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself. Boy, many of us fret over stuff. He's not going to tell you to fret not unless He knows you're fretting. So don't, oh man, I'm fretting. I must be a sinner. Yeah, we all know you're a sinner. <laughs> he came for sinners, so you're in good place now. Stop fretting. (laughs) Which means you are fretting. Be still. Wait patiently. And then again in verse 9. The evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. That, That reminds me of the poor in spirit will inherit the earth. Okay? We have an inheritance. Who has an inheritance? They that I didn't hear you, they that wait upon the Lord, okay now let's add another scripture we're going to, yeah, I just love opening it up and dealing with scriptures. I love that. all right, I am now in- i'm sorry Isaiah chapter. Six. Oh, boy. There it is. Chapter 59, verse 11. We all growl like bears. We moan and moan like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. Now, the word which is translated hope here. Now, there's going to be a very important point in just a moment, so stay with me. It almost looks like we have a a conflict here. The word translated hope here is exactly the same word that is translated wait in the other text that we've read. And so we are waiting for justice, and it didn't come. Now, they that wait upon the Lord. Now, we could conclude, oh, the guy must not be dwelling Okay, stay with me. Let's go to Psalm 27. One of my favorite. One thing have I desired of the Lord. One thing. One thing. I want this and I want that and I want that. one thing. When I was in uh, my undergraduate work in the early 60s, uh, taking a class in philosophy, and I read a book by Kierkegaard. Some of you may have heard of him. Man, he's a hard guy to read. But he talked about purity of heart is to will one. The word purity means there's only one thing there. Pure gold means there's only gold there. There's no mixture. Purity of heart is to will one thing. And his argument goes something like this. I will to go to heaven, but I also want this. That's willing two things. That is not a pure heart. Would you still want to do the will of God if the will of God would take you someplace you don't want to go? That's willing two things. So here, what I'm looking at is desiring one thing. That's a pure heart. That will I seek after. I'm going for this thing. I'm settled in. The the word in the prayer this morning... uh, Where's Ira? Uh, there he is. Over there, so, there you are, hiding. What was the word? Resolution. Resolute. Oh, was that RJ? Oh, I, over there, RJ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Resolute. I've decided, in other words, I have settled in on this thing. This is the way it's going to go. One thing I've desired, that will I seek after. Now, what does this guy want? To dwell. To settle in. Make a settlement here. Build a house here. Plant a garden here. One thing I've desired, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to quarry in his temple. Uh, Just a, a quick note. When David wrote this psalm, the tabernacle had been destroyed. There is no tabernacle. The temple had not yet been built. So where was David dwelling? Because he goes on to say, there, there's where I'm dwelling. I'm in this place. Where was he? He was in the shelter of the Almighty. in the mid- And if you read the full text of Psalm 27, he is in a battle. The enemies are against him on every side, and he is dwelling in the shelter of the Almighty in the midst of a battle. We want to dwell in the shelter of the Almighty in all peace and security and everything's calm and the beach is just sand and it just comes in and goes and we just enjoy ourselves. The sun rises, the sun goes down. That's what we want. God did not give that to us. He says, I want you to settle in and deal with life as it comes to you. But if you'll dwell... In the shelter of the Almighty, there are several promises, and we've read several of them. And here we have some promise He will hide me in the shelter in the day of trouble, He will conceive me, uh, conceal me under the cover of His tent. Now, remember, there was no tent, but He was in the tent, He was in the shelter of the Almighty. Now, I want to skip a bunch of stuff down to verse 13. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't have to die and go to heaven to see the goodness of God. I'm going to see the goodness of God here in this place where I have settled and built my home. Provided the place I've settled in and built my home is the shelter of the Almighty. Are we making sense? Are we okay? Okay. And then we have wait for the Lord. Be strong, let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. Now I want to use one other scripture where this word wait is used and then I'm going to talk about the word and we're going to do something and we'll be done. We will eventually be done. <laughs> Let's go to Psalm 119. Um, There's lots of verses there. We're only going to pick one. 100. Okay, verse 96. It's on page 514. (laughs) Verse 95 of Psalm 119. The wicked lie in wait to destroy me. And that lie in wait is exactly the same word. Now you get the picture here. I am waiting with the anticipation that something is going to happen. Now, the enemy is waiting and lying in wait, expecting to be able to capture you, to take you, to pull you under. And the wave comes in, strikes against the wall, uh, the the, uh, stone wall of the cliff, and it just roars, but he doesn't get you. Many of us. I don't know, obviously, I don't know all of your story, but he didn't get you. He did. You're here. It's like one day I said, Look, I'm alive. I could have been dead. I mean, the accident we had was a very serious accident. I could have been dead and I could have been invalid the rest of my life. He didn't get me. I can still. Walk, not as fast as I used to, (laughs) not as secure as I used to, but I can still walk. I'm alive and I'm standing because I have made my home. I have settled in to that place which is safe will always be safe the shadow of the Almighty. Now let's talk about the word which is translated, wait. There are other words that are translated wait. It's like uh, uh, Samuel told Saul, you go to that place and you wait for me and I'll be there on the seventh day. Now the truth is, he showed up on the seventh day. But it wasn't the time of day that Saul expected him. So Saul went ahead and did his own thing, did the sacrifice himself. We all know the story. And the curse of the Lord came into that situation because he had waited in the sense of tarry. In other words, he wasn't anticipating and waiting for Samuel to show up. He was waiting to do the sacrifice so he could go do what he wanted to do. He was not waiting on God. He was waiting on an opportunity to do his own thing. Does that make some sense? Okay. Now there are many people, we could read stories in the Old Testament, we could receive, uh the history of the church, we could uh, talk about your life. There's been times when all of us have got pulled aside and gotten involved in stuff and stuff began to happen, and we look back and say, oh, I took a wrong turn back there. And that is not the time to get down on yourself. That's time to get up and go over and start the journey where you left off. Okay. Because I'm resolute. I've decided. I've settled in. That I made a mistake. How many of you make mistakes occasionally? <laughs> yeah. So just get up and go back to that place and keep going settled in and determined. Now here here's the word. Hold this for me up here where I can talk into it. I told you I'm gonna use you. Do you feel used? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. I have here if I can figure it out how I did this, yeah. I have a cord. Now, this cord is made by weaving many strands together. And the word which is translated weight means to twist and turn into a cord. As a matter of fact, uh, the root of this word is used for a cord that they stretch to measure land to make this is an acre, this belongs to you. It's a place that determines boundaries and borders. It reaches from here to there. Now, okay, you may sit, (laughs) but I'm not through with you. Corey, we're going to play like you're God. Can you handle that? (laughs) Okay, what's your mom's name? Mom? (laughs) What's your mom's name? Monique. Monique. I knew that. I just forgot that I knew it. Okay. Now, you grab one end. Now, you're God. What am I doing? I'm waiting... have my focus on God showing up. That's what the word wait means. Focus with the intention. Now the enemy gets a hold of one end of the line and says, I'm waiting for you and I'm going to take you out. But it's not going to work because I'm waiting on God. I'm tied to God. Now Monique, your part's going to be a little harder. You're the problem. <laughs> Can you handle that? Okay, grab this end. Now, what, this illustration is going to open to you an understanding of walking with God. God, I've got this problem. Where's my focus? On the problem. I'm not waiting on God. I'm talking to God about what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for a solution to this. I'm waiting for a solution to that. I'm waiting for relief. And I found none. I'm waiting for justice. And I found none. Because I'm tied to the problem. Did you get it? Okay, God, (laughs) we got you again. Now, Lord, I've got this problem. Do you see a difference here? I'm really going to need your help here. I can't handle this. Now, I could have said, I can't handle this focused on the problem or focused on the Lord. So our challenge today is to make our home here. Settle in, build your house, plant a garden there. That's the challenge. And that challenge will take you through any problem the enemy can bring to you. Who try to take you out of the place that God has for you. Are we okay? Did the cord help you understand? There's a big difference. God, I've got a problem. <laughs> no. I've got this problem. (laughs) Let's learn to focus and remember the word anticipate. The enemy is waiting behind uh, in the pass. You know the old westerns where you go through the pass and the the guys are hiding and whenever you get to this point they're out and they got you because you didn't see them. They're hiding waiting for you to walk through their trap. But the Lord has a way of springing the trap and catching those that set the trap. For those who wait on the Lord. For those who dwell in the shelter of the Almighty. So there's the challenge. Let us... Together, as a community and as individuals, dwell in the shelter of the Almighty. Build your house there. Plant a garden. Plan to stay. And when trouble comes, stand your ground. Having stood, stand. And don't back down. No matter what it looks like out there. You are in here with him. May God bless you.